0: By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, PaperCut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden
1: gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Uh, Welcome to PaperCut Podcast. My name is Jared Gauthier.
0: I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Christina Demitrova.
1: Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, well, I'm, uh... Local Winnipeg artist slash (laughs) scientist. Yeah. All right,
1: podcast on. (laughs) That's
0: all you need to know about me. Uh, Yeah, I um, started doing art when I was young. Um, Also started doing science. When you were young? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, my, I know like art's the focus, but when I was young, my grandma was super into science and she was a pathologist and she used to like take me to the lab, so I got all science integrated at like a very young age and also did art since I was like really young. So so using both sides of my (laughs) brain. So what kind of art and what kind of science? So for art, I would say I do a lot of like prairie style art, landscapes. And then I also have this kind of subset of prints where it's like maps and lakes um, and kind of prairie, prairie pride stuff. And for sciences, I uh, love my viruses, so I just play around with viruses at work.
1: <laughs> so what's your title as a scientist?
0: I would be a virologist.
1: A yeah. virologist?
0: Yes, a virologist, the study of viruses.
1: Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a huge field or is it very specialized?
0: No, it's a pretty big field. There's a lot of viruses out there, so we got to look into of all of them. And I like deal with diagnostics, so that's kind of my forte. So I'm trying to figure out ways to diagnose people. That might have viruses. (laughs) Whoa. So, does that bleed into like medical as well? Like, yeah, it's public health. So, yeah, it bleeds. Like, I I work with physicians and stuff all the time. So,
1: what's the biggest virus you've worked on so far? (laughs) The
0: biggest virus? Well, yeah. What does "big" mean to you? Um, (laughs) Literally, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I mean, I guess I. I mean, I worked with Zika. I was a huge part of the Zika outbreak. Um, Ebola. That's a pretty crazy one. So, yeah. Holy smokes! Ebola
1: is it still prevalent in 2019?
0: It's prevalent in uh, third world countries in Africa. It's there's constantly little outbreaks going on, um, hmm. but there is a vaccine that we created here in Winnipeg. So that's really cool, and it's now it's readily available throughout Africa. So hopefully, really. So gonna- you were part in creating this. I was a very small part in creating that vaccine. Um <laughs> I wish I had more to do with it, but <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, it was it created an art in the lab I work at, so really wow. cool. Wow. Yeah. That's really it's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Wow. So now let's get a little more into your art.
0: Yeah, the art <laughs> yeah. stuff. So you
1: started when you were young. When did you first pick up the pen?
0: Uh probably probably realistically in like grade five and my parents started putting me in more art classes and stuff like that, so I kept doing art. Uh, started with a lot of watercolor. I think that's a natural thing for when you're young, so did a lot of watercolor, and I, yeah, I kind of just did it on the side. I never was, like, super serious about it, but all my teachers and stuff always pushed me to do it, and then, yeah, it wasn't until later on in life I got more serious.
1: At what age? Like, were you like, kit, hey, this is something It was
0: actually like- when I was, um... I had bought a house. I bought my first home, and I was so broke, <laughs> so I couldn't afford art. And I was like, "Screw this! Like, art's not just for the fancy rich people's." Uh, so I just started doing art for my own home, and then people saw it and was my friends saw it and were like, "Kay, can you make me a piece?" And they told a friend and a friend and a friend, and then I think one of the biggest like showcasings was the Marion Street Eatery. They like put up this what I consider one of my most iconic paintings I did with the three bisons and uh people went nuts I got so many orders to do it and people heard about me I did an art exhibit after that so thank you Marion Street Eatery. <laughs>
1: no.
0: yeah. How did that come about that you put the piece in Marion Street Eatery? What's that? How did that come about that you put the piece in Marion? Mir- at- well in- I mean I know I know the owners so that was
1: <laughs> that know. was my
0: look a little in but uh so Linneal Smith's uh, obviously a big fan of my art. And, uh, she, she's, she actually saw me working on this bison piece and was like, okay, you're doing the entire restaurant, like featured in your art, starting with that one. So it's kind of how it started.
1: <laughs> Are the pieces on sale at the eatery? Like, could somebody buy the bison?
0: They were, uh, there were pieces that were on sale, but I don't think Laniel, um, uh, she's no, she's not giving I'm any up price anymore. Off, yeah. yeah no, she's no, no. like, no, they're all mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So you do you still get a lot of people coming from the eatery saying, like, I, I like this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, still. I still do. Really? And, like, it's been there for, what, like, five years? Wow. I, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the year, but it's got to be, like, five years. Um, so, yeah, I still, I'm like, I went to the eatery and saw your bison, but the lady wouldn't sell it to me. It's, like, the classic <laughs> line I always get. And they're like, can you reproduce something like it? So I actually have done a lot with bison's.
1: So I've that bison's huge. How long do you think that took you, start to finish?
0: Oh, it's so weird because I have a so I have another job, a full time job as a scientist. So it's hard to track how long it takes me. Like sometimes it could take me like two months, but depends on how much time I have to actually fit in. Yeah, I always have such a hard time putting a timeline on
1: my paintings. Mm -hmm. Yeah as an artist do you have like because you're so busy do you have like set times like okay I want to create art at 8 p.m tonight you know
0: yeah I do I have to do that um I do it I like it in the morning so before I go to work so yeah like uh, I will wake up pretty early get in, like an art mode and then I'm like 10-15 minutes late for work in the, but yeah so I'll do that and then weekends are a big a big art day because you got the natural lights and yeah it's nice. nice so when you put this piece in the, the eatery um, were you expecting any of this like hype from it were you like putting it in saying like okay like this is my in and now people are going to see my work or like what was your mindset putting it in there Oh no, not at all. I did not. I did not think that at all. I mean, at no point of my life did I think that this was going to be more than a hobby. So, uh, it was quite a surprise, a fun surprise. Um, I don't know what I expected. Um, I just wanted like the ambiance of the restaurant to look cool. (laughs) Like that was honestly what my goal was. So yeah, it far exceeded that, I guess. Yeah, just like helping out a friend turned into yeah. something that's like yeah. a big part of your life now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, when she propositioned for you to like fill up the space, did you go in the space and like look at what it looked like to say, "Okay, I think I'm going to go with this style. I'm going to do this." Like did that did the space at all affect your art?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we talked about well, like the way a space affects art is maybe the colors you use and the size and shape, right? Like landscape, portrait, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the space kind of depicted that part of it. But then uh, Linneal has such a, like, interior eye, so she she kind of also was a big part of that, being like, you put this here, da-da-da. So, yeah.
1: Have you done work with any other businesses?
0: No, not like that. Not in the same way. Um, no. I just, I just did a art exhibit at the Warehouse Art Gallery, which was really cool. And I, yeah, it was like, you got, you get to walk into the space and they're like, this wall and this wall and this wall is all going to be you. Well, you have like a year to do it. And you're like, Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. How do you go about getting those? Like, who do you contact? Who do you got to be in touch with?
0: Well, I think I'm lucky in that department because I, this is, you know, this is not my first and only job, so I can have a more, or I guess a less aggressive way about it. So people end up just finding me, um, which is nice. Uh, and, and then obviously if you do a good job with them and you have like a good rapport and relationship, it just kind of spreads the word. So. Yeah. So with people trying to find you, you have to, I guess, work hard at your online presence. Do Mm -hmm. you have like a website, Instagram, all of those things that you have to work on as well? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, website, Instagram, Facebook, all those fun things that you have to maintain. (laughs) So how, um, what is your aesthetic for those types of things so that it's like welcoming or inviting to somebody that's like wanting to get a piece from you that has never seen you and maybe only seen this one person? particular piece of work uh well I like to just keep things simple and a lot of people just contact me through email and then we oh, yeah. just get like chatting and it's just like back and forth some people want to meet and that's cool um so I've, I've obviously met coffee shop art meetings um but yeah it's fun you kind of it's kind of interesting when you do it via email because you have this like relationship with someone over like you know a period of time and then you finally like meet them at the end when you give them the final product and it's just like, oh, it's nice to finally put a face to this person I'm chatting with. So,
1: When you're getting requests, I've always wondered this, like somebody's got an idea in their head of what it looks like and how do you go about, you know, trying to do the best, but with incorporating your style?
0: Yeah. Well, most people that, you know, come to me, they know my style already, so they kind of we're kind of already on the same page there. Um not to say that there's been times where somebody's like, "Can you do this?" and I'm like, "Oh, that is ooh, you know, like not not feeling it," but you know, like a lot of times when I'm not feeling it and I do it, like I'll do like a mock version of it to show them and they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I don't like it." So it's usually on par. Like we're thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's actually it's really fun to use, like, two very different minds to come up with a piece of art. It's really fun. It's cool. So you were talking about earlier how your grandmother sort of inspired your venture into science and your venture into art was sort of starting out and those teacher teachers being your mentors and encouraging. So was there anyone in your family that did art? Or how did your talent get noticed or, and how did you expand it? Um, not really anyone in my family like fully is an art person. My dad was always really good at sketching. So, I mean, when we were younger, like he would kind of show me how to do little sketches of like cartoons and stuff. And that, and he's really good at the angles of things. Anyways, he has a really good artistic eye. So he kind of got me sketching. And then my mom, uh, she's actually a gymnastics coach, but she has to, the bodysuits. she has to draw them. So it's almost like, she does like these designer sketches mm-hmm. and she's really good at that too. So I mean all I guess all three of us have some sort of artistic talent, but they're they're more casual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they recognize that you had talent and put you into those courses? Oh yeah, they did. My teachers did. Um like my mom still has like my grade 5 paintings up.
1: Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's weird too cuz I'll see them and I'm like that's actually pretty good <laughs> like, and I was like in grade five yeah so it's better than some of the stuff I do now
1: <laughs> I took risks back then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so naive yeah yeah, yeah uninhibited yeah
0: it's
1: true oh, that's awesome
0: so what type of courses did you take when you started out they were just little art courses through school usually it was it was, it was always through school mm-hmm. so it was nothing I um like my art teacher liked to take in, me aside and going like after school and stuff so Nothing like art school, you know? <laughs> There's lots <laughs> of wrist movement when you said art school. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody can hear it, yeah. but just letting them know. We talk about our hand
1: movements <laughs> yeah. as often as uh-huh. we Sometimes
0: people do finger quotes, yeah, so we, we have to talk about them because <laughs> yeah. nobody yeah. can see them, right?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> so you're in markets now as well, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I solely do Third and Bird. Uh, I, just, I just don't think I have the time to do more. And Third and Bird's such a good brand like the girls that run it are pretty cool so it's nice working with them how long have you been uh ooh, like five years four years five years (laughs) i don't even know a while so going from you have sort of two i guess sides of your art which is like the commission pieces where people are Mm -hmm. telling you what to do and then you're making art for third and bird that is your you're sort of interpreting what other people would like if they're buying it, right? Yeah. So how do you decide what you're going to paint for a market? Um, Yeah, that's it's hard. Um, Yeah, it's hard. There's some years where I get inspired by certain ideas. I I often get inspired when I travel and, like, see um, other cities and kind of, like, their little proud things that they do, like their little proud local art and stuff. That kind of stuff inspires me because... travel a lot and then I try to you know bring it back here with like a Winnipeg flair to it and some years it's a miss some years it's a hit so yeah it's kind of you never know it's it's hard yeah so what are some examples that like from other cities that you've applied to Winnipeg or like some of the things that you're like oh yeah like they're proud of that like maybe I can give that a shot for Winnipeg well, the whole neighborhood concepts definitely came from, um, I, when I went to Brooklyn, cause like Brooklyn's just like, yeah, we're Brooklyn, like, you yeah. know, yeah. so there's so many <clears throat> specific neighborhood things that Brooklyn had. So that was a big thing I incorporated into that. Like I had this like city map with all the little neighborhoods in it. Uh, so that one, that's how it started. And then I started doing the specific neighborhoods, like zoomed in with the streets. So I owe all that to Brooklyn. <laughs> Do you
1: find that's some of your most popular work?
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. People love the neighborhoods. Um, and the lake
1: maps are another big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of Lake of the Woods and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah,
0: All sorts of lakes, all throughout Manitoba and Ontario.
1: Have you ever made a commissioned piece that you were like, shit, like, I really like this, I want this on my wall. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Did you just, like,
1: do another one the exact same? No. I, I, I,
0: it's, I, no two pieces of art are the same, like, even if I'm trying to make it exactly the same, they just don't, it just doesn't turn out, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of pieces where I was like, ooh, I to you it keep something
1: like, I'll buy it back, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, no, but usually there's a really cool story with a commissioned piece, like, because you get to know the person... And there's always a cool story behind it. So you definitely, you're okay to give it away. (laughs) Yeah. What are some of the most, like, out there requests that you've gotten for a piece? Out there requests? um, I guess, like, nothing too crazy. But stuff that's, like, not my style would be the most out there I've gotten. Like, where somebody's like, can you paint, like, I don't know, like a building and then like a cow and then like the skyline. And, that, and then you're just like, that I, that's not <laughs> what I do. I can't. I, so it's just sometimes when it's not your style, it's that's the weirdest thing, I mm-hmm. guess. But I, I, one of my favorite requests was for to paint, uh, a, a moose because this, uh, lady's father had a pet moose. What? Yeah. Which I was like, that's so crazy and cool. <laughs> so, Pet mooses. It's a thing.
1: Pet mooses or m- meese? No. Pet moose? Pet it's just moose. moose. It's just moose. Like, yeah. even the plural mooses? Yeah, like
0: pants and pants.
1: Huh. And the pa- pants, <laughs> pants is all, all, already plural.
0: Yeah. A, like, I have... If you say a pair of pants, and then you have two pairs of pants.
1: Wouldn't a pair of... Okay, we're getting way off track. Sorry. Wouldn't <laughs> no, like a pair of, of pants... A pair of pants means one two? pair of pants. Yeah. But it should traditionally it should be, be a you pair. have two. Yeah, yeah you I have two. two.
0: I guess maybe a pant is just a leg, and then this part is the connector. I
1: don't know. I like this. Yeah. I'm, terrible at, <laughs> I'm terrible
0: at grammar and spelling. It's so this is great. I need to learn. These.
1: <laughs> have you ever made
0: a, like a spelling mistake on your like straight oh. names? I am notoriously known for oh, no. making spelling mistakes. I get a lot of emails from people being like, uh, "You mixed up that I and E combo," or, or something on a map, all the time. Yeah. Oh no! And do you have to fix it? Yeah, it's fairly easy to fix, oh, okay. and I do try to get people to proofread my stuff, but even they just don't catch it. So yeah, but yeah, I always I always welcome people telling me about my mistakes it's good you gotta learn
1: how do you prep for a market like how many prints do you normally bring mm. uh
0: well your or first... price too we just want to know a whole market scenario just yeah. let us know yeah. how no, a market
1: we're setting goes. up a market actually <laughs> <laughs> we just want we're to know are selling
0: this podcast <laughs> yeah we need money. to know <laughs> uh yeah well i mean i've done a couple so i'm basically i trend every single one so i know how much i've sold uh, so based on that, it's a lot easier for me to kind of get my numbers down. Like, I think this print's going to sell, like, I'm going to sell this many of this one and this many of this one based on size, price, color, black and white. These are kind of things like I've known over the past years. Hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier. Um, and do you record all those things? As you see, yeah. you're like scientists coming out. Like, totally. i get my spreadsheet. <laughs> I need <laughs> to How like sell so spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah so yeah so that makes it a lot easier and then your booth is a big thing too so I have a booth I've had it for a while now so you just kind of like add little little new things to it to just kind of keep it interesting and add some lights or something like you know big logo for your company lights Um, yeah and then just you want it to just be inviting and one of the I one of the I don't best tricks, I guess, is to make everything easy to move. Because you are, like, you have an hour, I think, or less, I think it's like 30 minutes, to haul everything in, and then haul it back out. So you have to have everything as, like, compact and poop boop as you can.
1: So yeah. you've got it down to a science Actually, yeah, I do. I do. I Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <Lizzy. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, at a market, what is your, like, because I know some people at markets when you go up to their table, they're just like, they kind of like don't want to talk to you, and they're just like, I'm oh God, a leave, yeah. <laughs> or some people are just like, hey, like, you looked at this print, you want it cheaper? Or like, what is your style of like selling your art? You know, like sometimes it's like it's, I find them quite extremes because it's like someone coming and looking at your work, and then yeah. just like judging it in front of you like it's much different than I guess like someone approaching you seeing I saw your work at Marion Street Eatery but you're not standing next to the work and be like hey do you like it you know like does it how does it play into like your ego sometimes too oh yeah it's pretty funny I've definitely heard some funny comments about my art (laughs) yeah uh it's okay I think like criticism is good you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt um but also like learn from it like they're criticizing you for a reason so you kind of have to be like Okay, like, Mm -hmm. let's uh, think about that for a minute. Um, But markets are good because you get to meet the people that like your art. So I get a lot of people that just come right up to me, and they'll be like, are you the artist? And then just want to start a conversation about something. Or they'll kind of put a little, like, can you do my neighborhood? Or, you know. So it's pretty... I I have a great time chatting with people at markets. Uh, It's it's pretty fun. I guess (laughs) they always, like... When you go to the market meetings, they'll kind of train you or kind of tell you you don't want to be too aggressive, but you also don't want to be like too, like, not talkative, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, put yeah. off. Uh, so, for some reason, I like subconsciously will always comment on people's clothes. Like, I'm like, sweet sweater, lady, or <laughs> like, nice toque, man. And yeah, that's, I guess that's my thing. <laughs>
1: That's your icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, local artists, do you collaborate? Do you stay in touch with any local artists that, like, you draw inspiration from kind of deal? Or?
0: Yeah, totally. It's really, I think it's really important to, like, be part of a community like that and support each other. So, yeah, there's a group of, I mean, obviously I don't know all of them, but there's a little group of us that we all kind of know each other, um, we don't really collaborate, I would say, because, I mean, yeah, I'd be, I be—I don't know how you'd collaborate. I, yeah, I technically, I, I actually don't collaborate with other artists. It's always like a slightly different field that I would rather, that I seem to collaborate with. But still, like, for instance, if somebody, I get questions like, I want to do an art wall, and I have this piece of yours, so what else should I get? I'm like, oh, like, you know... Um, like, hit up My Friend at Fresh Paper, or hit up, like, A.J. Warren, or, like, you know, there's so many other um, local artists that I like to be paired up with, and they're, like, yeah, T- uh, Taylor Dawn's another good one, yeah. So we just always, like, kind of bounce that off each other, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do anyway, so I don't know if they do. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like a lot of your... Yeah, I hope they do. Yeah. A lot of your stuff is, like... um like who you know like getting your piece Mm -hmm. here and like referring other people so what is the social aspect of being an artist because you have you doing your art but then there's also marketing yourself marketing others getting out there like yeah is that difficult yeah (laughs) I hate it I'm like not a big social media person so I don't I don't love it I try to keep it simple um and I've just been lucky with like word of mouth. And I definitely tried to focus on like customer service, like, you know, being really good with your clients and like paying attention to them. And, um, I think that actually spreads a lot of, a, like a lot about you and it tends to like, Oh, I had this great experience with this local artist. And so I find that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. cause I, I hate social media, but I try to, I try to do it.
1: Are you in any physical stores, like your art? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a few stores, actually. So Out of the Blue is probably one of the ones that has, like, the biggest stock of my staff, biggest selection. It's on Osborne. And then Made Here is actually a really cool store in the basement of the Richardson Building. Oh. And it hmm. it's basically, like, a Third and Bird store. So they have, it's all locally made and 60... Or like I know more than fifty percent of every sale goes to one of four charities in Winnipeg. Uh, really? it's a children's charities, so it's really it's really cool. It's
1: like a non nonprofit little store. I didn't know there was anything under the Richardson Building that's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah, it's there's new, a whole mall under really the really cool. Richardson. Wow,
1: well, but I didn't think there was like I know there's like seven banks.
0: Yeah, there's anything else and a Starbucks. Yeah, there's a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> true.
1: That's yeah. awesome,
0: though. So that's cool. And yeah, and then there's uh, North Flag is the other one on Academy. But yeah, made here is really cool. I, it's a cool concept. hmm Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of science-based art, I would say. Like, you can get those stuffed animals of, like, viruses or diseases <laughs> and stuff like that. Have you ever thought of doing things like that or mixing those two things together? Because I'd imagine you would know what a virus looks like as opposed to me having no idea what it looks like have you ever thought of doing something like that yeah well people ask me that a lot actually if i like science comes out in my art and like to be totally honest like science is pretty ugly and gross (laughs) (laughs) Like, like down to the microscope it's nothing too pretty um so i guess the most science part of of well, to me, in my art, it's, like, the geometric stuff I do. So I do a lot of, like, very specific lines and angles, and I, like, actually get, like, a protractor out, and I'm, like, do-do-do. So I guess that's the, that's the science part in my art. That's mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> so I guess it's, like, two different realms. They're an mm-hmm. escape from one another, I guess. They're just, yeah. like, completely different. Yeah, for sure. That's so interesting.
1: Would, if, at what point would you make art full-time and put science in the backseat?
0: I don't know if I ever would. I don't know. That's a tough question. I I love science, so and I love art, so I'd like them both. <laughs> yeah, greedy.
1: <laughs> have so never. You, yeah, never. Yeah, never. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> That's answer. Yeah. Yeah. Retirement. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fair, fair. yeah, sure. If <laughs> yeah, when I retire, yeah, there you go. When I retire.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. Married to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <get> it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This could be your beverage that we're drinking all at the same time. But you didn't sponsor us, so it's not.
1: We use these to. episodes to just solicit sponsors. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> some... We're just using yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. To plug
0: a pawn. We're trying yeah, like, to exactly. get like five
1: minutes worth of sponsorship. What's your name again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so are you working on any big pieces right now?
0: Yeah, I actually have like a huge uh, art show coming up in 2020 uh, at the uh, at the artworks gallery in the exchange. So I'm working on a huge series oh, I'm of, kind of pumped about it. Um, Unless it's a secret. No, I don't think it's a nice. secret. It's, um, <laughs> nice. well, it's just, I, I only have like, I've got one painting on the go. So sometimes the concept can change over, you know, the year or whatever. But my concept is actually going to be sort of prairie animals. So like bison's cattles, like all kind of cattle animals. Um, with kind of their tongues out so it's like tongues out is um tongues out's what it's gonna be called oh cool yeah so it's i know it sounds funny talking about it and when i pitched it (laughs) to the gallery she was like oh okay yeah i trust you (laughs) in my in my head right now it's it's epic so yeah i guess that's like pretty unique because that's just like not a i don't want to say a flattering angle but kind of not like when do you ever get a photograph of that like never so like yeah. Do you have to do it? Do you do it from reference, like reference photos? Yeah, reference photos, yes. So there's animals that you've, like, do you, like, Google, like, bison with its yeah. tongue out? Well, bison I just... tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I do, I mean, I will try to take photos myself. It's really hard, and honestly, they never turn out as good as, like, yes, some professional. Stick your tongue out. <laughs> yeah. it's like, Come on.
1: No, no, i <laughs> got 20 shots with you. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and even, like... Client. I've even just gone to, like, the, there's, there's a bison farm on the way, like, Saskatchewan I've hit up, and even just the zoo is, like, pretty good for those kind of animals, but yeah, I mean, I always keep going back to Google images, because they're the best. Yep. Nice. So, for your other pieces, you took reference photos yourself, like, primarily? Yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't, uh, 50-50. Yeah. So, do you need many reference photos to take, to draw something? Yeah, so I usually need like uh one that focuses on like detail and then one that kind of focuses on the lighting
1: mm-hmm. cuz like,
0: you know, lighting has to be consistent. I mean, I could I could probably guess that and kind of, you know, but it's nice to have these reference points and then mm-hmm. also like s- the size of the overall animal if I'm talking about an animal. So it's kind of like three maybe I need like three images to work And out. they're all <laughs> next to your workspace at the same time. Yeah, I have a little pegboard, a little pegboard, so I pin that up and, um, yeah, I have like a big drawing table that's like slightly angled. That's how I like to paint. I don't like um, easels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you're sitting primarily when you're doing it? Yeah. So just like yeah. in the morning with your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually.
1: That's <laughs> awesome.
0: With and that's blank your coffee.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Your coffee. Yeah. your coffee. <laughs> your coffee. <laughs> Do the sip thing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man
0: <laughs> that was a rough one but um so the studio's in your home would yes. you call it a studio is that all you yeah. do in that room yeah yeah it's it's overflowing with art yeah it's a little studio <laughs> I have yeah it's awesome I have so much art in there and obviously the big pieces you just have to do on the wall when they're like that big right they can't fit on a easel or a table so.
1: Wow. So do you have a vibe to your studio? Like, I know some artists, they like to dress up their studio, you know, so that it inspires creativity and stuff like that. What things do you do in that space?
0: Uh, it's, uh, it's actually where I hang random things that I collect over trips or that people gift me. So it's actually pretty, it's pretty sweet. Um, I like it. But people go in there. I mean, I've had clients when they've come to pick up their art and they want to release really the studio and I'll be like, take them in there and they'll come in and see this wall that i have like just just so much stuff on and they'll just be like whoa and they're like just staring at this wall for like a while mm-hmm. so it's it's an overwhelming wall but yeah it's just like a bunch of random knickknacks like like what's an example um like i have like a little water like a leather water jug from mexico and like a uh, a horse hair like Broomy thing <laughs> like just the most random things that people give me
1: <laughs> and is there a rhyme or reason for having it all in there like does it a- inspire you um or is it just a good space to just kind just of it's just a it good
0: up? space it like warms up the area because it's like gifts or things i've collected so yeah it's like i see such extremes with like i've now that i'm seeing it because like, you think art and science are like different sides of the brain but like Thinking of like a sterile lab to like a wall that's so packed with things <laughs> that just don't even make sense that they're on a wall that people are like, holy shit, you know, yeah. like that seems like such an interesting thing. And the fact that your science and art don't overlap—it's kind of just right. like you're using both, oh, yeah. yeah, just like completely one side or the other.
1: Yeah, I could barely string together one thought, let alone like divide, you know, <laughs> divide my brain, <laughs> my brain according yeah. to time of day. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's pretty cool. So um, do you
0: ever get like? tired or like over, <laughs> <laughs> like, <No. laughs> like doing doing all of that stuff or do you think that they like balance out or are they like genuinely like just things that you love yeah I mean I, I definitely like the balance of it it's really fun to just you know like be not structured and do art and it's you know your own thing uh but for sure it becomes overwhelming at times and yeah I've I definitely been stressed and like overworked because it is like having two jobs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But I mean it, the, the more you put into it the more you get out of it. So you just kind of got to remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one more question. Go for it. You draw a lot of streets and a lot of animals. What's your favorite thing to draw?
0: <laughs> uh, it oh ooh. see uh, to me they're so separate. So I call the paint the animals i call that my fine art and then the maps i call prints okay um so that's like my two categories uh i right now i love painting cows i'm so into painting cows they're so fun their hair is all like curly <laughs> and funny and i like really like painting at um and then there's something that's so challenging about doing these maps because you're literally with a ruler and a pencil and you're trying to like get every street at the right angle and that's super fun and challenging so two very yeah two different things i can't pick one over the other but those are my favorites from each category are there any are there any street names in winnipeg that are animal names
1: oh crossover do
0: you know that's well there's like fox grove and that kind of stuff oh yeah 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 Yeah. bring them both together yeah yeah just just (laughs) i don't know how you would do that (laughs) just draw a fox on the grove well, That's a so many I'm good ideas, sure. guys. <laughs> yeah, That's forward. why we're not artists. We yeah. interview artists, actually, It's like, okay, okay, okay. And we okay. drink your coffee, a whatever street, brand.
1: But there's an animal on it. <laughs> huh? To
0: put it both and- together. Yeah, you You've there. done it. Yeah. There's like... Streets, and then there's like virus, like we're not virus ready. streets. We're not
1: ready to open our gallery. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little more time, and just a little yeah, more time. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We don't <laughs> got the concept yet. Yeah. Do you have any other questions?
0: I don't have any other questions. I think this is a
1: wonderful. Well, it's wonderful. Thank, really you so it. thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much for coming down, Christina, and thank, thank you, you for cutting deep with, with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.